0: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much, Pastor Francis. And hello everyone. sabi Sabini, Pastor Francis. No, I would usually lead you guys into worship. And this is the very first time I believe that I would preach to you guys in our church online here in the afternoon. And let me just do this right now. Let me honor our Every Nation Campus Green Hills team as well. You know, this is a different campus Sunday for All of us, because for the past five years that I've been a campus missionary, every year, every campus Sunday, we're together in all our services. But obviously, right now, walapong ibang kasama kundi si Josh uh, in our (laughs) uh, on the backside. But again, I want to honor these people. Kung nakita nyo sa screens niyo right now, yes, these are our campus missionaries in our avatars. Um, kulaan nyo na lang po kung sino dyan si Pastor Dave, si Chell, and all our other campus missionaries. And if wala pa po kayong avatar, why? Why? Bakit? Bakit wala pa? No, kidding. Um, anyway, again, just want to honor these passionate people. These are my very good friends as well. And as you all know, uh, this year has i been, uh, been a very difficult uh, I guess for the past months uh, difficult months for us especially in the campus ministry kasi sanay po kami we would go to the campuses, reach out to our students, and go there, disciple them, help them build relationships with them. But as we all know, wala school ngayon. We cannot go to the campuses. We are in our uh, in our homes right now. But then, we are very grateful for God, for the opportunity, and still for the open doors to still reach out to our students even through online. Many of the things that we do po is online, and we've been doing you know, a lot of things. We've been uh, hearing our students, they are still growing in the Lord, and some of them are actually preaching the gospel to their families or even to their friends. So God is really doing an amazing thing, even in the midst of this pandemic. And so this Team, this people, we are actually growing. Uh, another uh, member of our team was added. See, si Jaira Bonsai, also a very good friend of ours. So yan kaya sampu na po kami sa Every Nation Campus Green Hills. And of course, I will not forget all our uh, pastors or admin staff who are also very supportive to all of us in the midst of everything. You know, every year. As a church and as a movement, we, will, uh, we would usually take uh, two weeks a.m. Or, or more to do our Campus Sunday. This is to remind everyone or for us to look back or to look, into the Bible once again about the heart of God for the next generation. It's already the second week of this series, Generationship, and we are seeing and understanding the heart of God for a multi-generational relationship. You know, uh, before I dive into the Word, I want to encourage everyone. In fact, I highly encourage all of you guys to please listen or watch to the previous preachings of Pastor Joe Bonifacio in the 10 a.m. service and Pastor Davis Estrera at the 5 p.m. service last week. Because those are really powerful messages. It's available in our YouTube account, Victory Green Hills, and of course here also in Facebook. So, you know, I love uh, what uh, our pastor said last week. Pastor Dave mentioned about this, that all generations, all of us, we need Jesus Christ in our lives. And then Pastor Joe, in the morning, he mentioned this. You know what? This series isn't actually about ENC or the ministry. Because this is actually about God moving in all generations, whether the next generation or the current generation, moving in all of us, in all our relationships, for His purpose. As I start, I want to encourage everyone, all of us, let's read this and let's declare this prophetic word that we can found in Malachi chapter 4 verses 5 to 6. It says here, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to hear your word. I pray, O God, that you will open our hearts, open our ears, O Lord, that we may be able to discern the things that you want us to know about. Lord, thank you. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I believe many of us are very familiar with this verse, and this is actually a great reminder for us about God's design and God's desire for a multi generational relationship to thrive. And you know, it's also the same about the story that we're going to look into today about the life of David and his son, Solomon. But before that, I want you to think about this. In the world that we're living in, it's no longer uh, new for us to hear or experience about generation gap. What do I mean about this? You know, if we will really be honest, there really is such a thing. For example, you know, for the uh, I think this was a few months ago. What uh, some of our students made a game for us, campus missionaries, in it's called Internet Slang 101. You can actually find that video in our. Ian Campus Green Hills Instagram account. You can go there and follow that Instagram. And in this uh, video that we did with one of our students, Sam. So uh, basically, these are Gen Z slang or words that our young people are using right now. And let me tell you this. It was so funny because a lot of those words or many of those words, we were really clueless as in half her- Paano, paano nangyari yun? Or bakit naging ganun yung meaning ng word na to? Paano na-derive tong word na to? And you can actually see our reaction, our faces. Sobra parang nakakatawa talaga. And we were like connecting all the dots in our minds and assuming na maybe this is the answer kasi ganito yan, etc., etc. But again, most of our answers were wrong. And it was funny. We really did not know that these words really exist another example would be uh maybe a lot uh, a lot of us here uh young K-pop ngayon or K-drama, many of us we were into it right now because of the influence of the younger generation or maybe your children, diba? ngayon ka na rin sa K-pop ngayon, nanonood ka na rin ng K-drama, especially when we started the lockdown and quarantine. In the same way, in our family ngyari puyon. Uh, I have uh, a sister; she's studying right now in Japan, and. I remember when she was still here in the Philippines, nung no, nasa college she loves to watch K-drama. As in, she would spend a lot of time watching those K-dramas. And... Our family noticed about it. My parents noticed about it. And so, you know, ne- during the quarantine, during the lockdown, sempre maraming recommendations yung mga friends, especially for the first few weeks of the lockdown. So, yung parents ko din, may mga ganun din silang friends. Oh, panoorin mo to. Eto maganda to. So, lo and behold, we found out that our papa and our stepmom also started watching K-drama. And we had this joke inside the house. My papa would say, kasalanan to ni kakay, may sister ano to influence niya to tuloy ayan ang ganda pala nanonood na sa so anyway you know i think a lot of us can relate to that you know parang kala natin ano ba to ano ba yung kinahihiligan nila ay anong meron dito and then we found ourselves doing it or you know uh patronizing it also so you know what another thing especially during this lockdown narinig ko to no uh, I guess you are one of these people. Ano ba yung TikTok, or yung reaction na, ah, yan pala yung TikTok. Alay, walyo para, oh, ganupalingi nagawad yan. And some of us, we don't get to understand. Anubang meron jan or bakit masaya jan, you know, just like me. I'm sorry, tell me about generation gap. But, you know, again, <laughs> it, it's really obvious. There is really a generation gap that's happening. But you see, mo, on, a more serious note, we would also hear these things um, when it comes to the next generation or the current or the older generation. We would hear these things like, Hindi mo kasi ako naiintindihan. Yan. Or maybe uh, anecdotes like, um, Bakit ba kasi ganyan? Dapat ganito gawin. Dapat ganito. Ganyan na. Kasi nagbago na ang mundo. Hindi kami katulad nyo. Etcetera. Etcetera. You know, there's also a rise of cancel culture right now wherein there's a blame game that's happening na hindi kasalanan kasi to ng mga kabataan, masyadong mapupusok. Ang bilis magdesisyon, hindi nag-iisip ng mabuti. On the other hand, the younger ones would say, kasalanan to ng mga nauna sa atin or mga nakakatanda kasi pinabayaan nila ng ganito. And you know what? When we hear reactions or words like this, it's really heart-breaking. While it's true, obviously, there is generation gap. It doesn't mean that we cannot do anything about it. It doesn't mean that multi-generational relationships will no longer thrive. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Going back to the life of David and Solomon. Two kings from, uh, from different generations. One is the father and the son. But the question is this. What do they have that allows them to have a thriving relationship? Yes, both of them have faith in the Lord. And that's what we're saying. That's what Pastor Dave was saying last week. We all need Jesus Christ in our lives because he is the foundation of our lives. But again, another question is this. What did their faith in the Lord bring out in them? Let me read from 2 Samuel verse, uh, chapter 7, verses 1 to 3. Sabi dito, now when the king lived in the house and the Lord had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, two, uh, the king said to Nathan the prophet, see now, I dwell in the house of Sedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, go, do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. So in 2 Samuel verse uh, chapter 7, we can see here that David now is already the king of Israel, and he wanted to build the house for the Lord. But then God had a word to David and so he spoke to the prophet Nathan. And this is what he said. Verses 12 to 16 When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build the hu- he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When the when he commits iniquity, I will discipline him in the rod of men. With the stripes of the sons of men, but my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me, your throne shall be established forever. This is the word of God to David, and this is how David responded to the Lord. Verse 18, Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Look at this. Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me thus far? Yet this was a small thing in your eyes, O Lord God. You have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come. This is is instruction for mankind, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. What's happening here? David was greatly and was deeply humbled before the Lord. You know, God gave him a vision that is beyond his lifetime. In fact, this concerns about the generations after him. I want to ask this question. When was the last time that you prayed to God and asked for a vision from him? Not for yourself, but for the people next to you, for the next generations after you. You see, most of the time, and I will be honest to this, I would catch myself praying for short-term prayers. Nagagawa nyo ba yun, yung mga the now prayers, yung para for this moment, for this day, for this season only. But you know, I wanna challenge each and every one of us right now. Why not let's pray to God even for prayers that is beyond us, that prayers that is beyond our lifetime. Kaya minsan, ang liit ng vision natin, People we're very limited, uh, it's very little, because this is the only thing that we choose to see. But for God, it's different. For a vision as big as this, it would be so impossible not to respond in humility. On the other hand, for Solomon, his son, he had witnessed his father, David, how he honored the Lord, how the, the God that they worship um, blessed him and walked with him. You know, he was already the king uh, this time when he followed uh, his father's footsteps. Also, the time that he encountered the Lord. One day, the Lord appeared to him. And we can find that in First Kings chapter 3, verses 5 to 9. It says here, At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask, what shall I give you? Solomon said, You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, in uprightness of heart toward you. You have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. And now... O oh, Lord, my God. Notice it. Solomon, he himself, he called God, not the, fa- not the God of his father, but he said, "O oh, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of David, my father. Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen. A great people, too many to be numbered or counted for multitude. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this, your great people? What's happening here? In the same way, Solomon was deeply humbled to have witnessed the faithfulness and the goodness of God in the life of his father. He was so humble enough to ask the Lord for wisdom instead of asking other things now that he is the king. You see, what uh, what we can learn from this is that God is so gracious. God gave him not only wisdom, but he has given him all the riches that he could have and even honor. In these passages that we've read about David and Solomon, it gives us clues of what kind of people of or what uh what they are like as people of god and there's no doubt to it they are people of great humility and maybe you're asking humility i thought we're talking about the next generation the current generation Uh, reaching out to the young people. Yes, we're still gonna talk about that and we will. And I actually can give you a long list of how we can do it. And maybe for some of you, you are already doing it to your children or to the young people around you. But you know what? For this preaching, for this word, I believe there is something that is very crucial to our relationship that we sometimes do not pay attention to. But If we will be able to do this, it will make a huge difference. What is that? It's us being humble. Why then? Why is humility so crucial for a thriving multi-generational relationship? Let me give you this. Number one, because it takes humility to honor one another how many of you here you would agree with me that sometimes it's so hard to honor each other especially if there is generation gap especially if there is differences between you and other person, or between people groups, or other generations, or especially when there are already heated arguments, and you feel like, ano ba yan? Di naman ako naririnig. Ano ba yan? Feeling niya siya yung mas magaling. Ano ba yan? Ito naman, wala, uh, wala pang napapatunayan. Especially in those kind of situations. Sometimes we become too proud, or minsan din naman, no? don't get me wrong, minsan din naman, we... It's not that we don't, don't want to honor other people or other generations. But it's that, I don't know how to do it. I'm so shy to do it. And so, sometimes we resolve, okay, do na lang, False humility. But you know what? In the Bible, let me read from 1 Chronicles 22, verses 6 to 10. And I'm going to read from NLT version says here then David sent his son Solomon and instructed him to build a temple for the Lord the God of Israel My son I wanted to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God David told him but the Lord said to me you have killed many men in the battles you have fought and since you have shed so much blood in my sight you will not be the one to build a temple to honor my name but you will have a son who will be a man of peace. I will give him peace with his enemies in all the surrounding lands. His name will be Solomon. I will give peace and quiet to Israel during his reign. He is the one who will build a temple to honor my name. He will be my son. I will be his father and I will secure the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. What can we see here? David's heart was to honor the lord he wants to build a temple for the lord so he could honor his name but then god had a different plan the lord said to david no it will not be you but it will be your son solomon who will build a temple for me so david honored god his decision his plans and in the same way he honored Solomon by receiving it joyfully this vision that comes from the Lord how can we honor each other first we set our hearts to honor the Lord because that is the only time that we can embrace and understand how it is to honor other people and each other first kings chapter 3 verse 3 Ano naman si Solomon? We can see here, Sabi dito, Solomon loved the Lord. Walking in the statues of David his father, only his sacrifice and made offerings at the high places. Solomon, when he became king, he loved the Lord, he honored the Lord, and he honored his father by following his decrees. You see, honor is possible between generations if there is humility. Young people, I want to ask you this question. Do we still honor the people before us? Do we still honor? Do we still give honor to them? Do we honor God's mandate for the current generation or the older generation to reach out to us? Or do we neglect them? Do we reject them? Or worse, do we resent them? For the current generation, I want to ask you this question. Are we humble enough to honor the next generation even with all the differences that we have? Do we honor the vision and the calling of God that he has put in our hearts to reach out to them? Honor is possible between generations if there is humility. Secondly, I want to talk about this. It takes humility to empower others and to be empowered. In our world today, sometimes empowering others is a threat to our own careers or our own success. You know, the world teaches tenure equals position. What do I mean by that? And maybe in the corporate world, if you're a, a, a professional right now, maybe you would agree with this or you may have experienced this. Means that no. Ikaw, you, will, you are entitled to this position or to this promotion kung mas matagal ka na. Right? Or kung mas maramika ng experience, mas ma, uh, ka nang alam. And so, sometimes, uh, older people or the uh, current generation, it will be so hard for them or they will get mad if a younger person, a younger, uh, let's say, dun sa, sa company na yon, will get the position or will even be better than them. You know, in the life of David, he saw it differently. He had the, the humility to admit and embrace that it's not going to be him who will build the temple for the Lord, although he was so eager to do it. Uh, for sure, though, I, I could just imagine maybe maybe he has already plans in his mind. Ati magayare, ati maging itsura. and I will be able to praise the Lord and honor the Lord. But then again, God has a different plan. He honored the Lord for that. It was not him who built the temple. So instead of him saying, Ay, ayun naman pala. Si Solomon naman pala build ng temple. O, bahala na siya dyan. Kaya niya na yan. Ako magpapakasarap na lang ako sa buhay ko. I'll go for a vacation, etc. etc. Pero hindi yun yung nangyari. Instead, he actually did everything that he could with the limited time that he had to prepare Solomon for the work that God has set before him. Wow. Amazing. First Chronicles 22 verses 2 to 5 and verse 17. David commanded to gather together the resident aliens who were in the land of Israel. He set stone cutters to prepare dressed stones for building the house of God. David also provided great quantities of iron nails in, in short he was you know he's providing everything and mga kailangan to build the temple. In verse 5, for David said, Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced, and the house that is to be built for the Lord must be, look at this, exceedingly magnificent of fame and glory throughout all lands. You know, David was so motivated to do this for his son Solomon, not so, for, not for, not ultimately, you know, para lang kay Solomon or what, but ultimately because, again, he wants to honor the Lord. I will therefore make preparation for it. In verse 17, look at this. Not only did he provide the materials, but David commanded all the leaders of Israel to help Solomon, his son. Not only those things, the material things, but even the moral support nakakailanganin ni Solomon. He provided for it. You know, I want to ask this question right now. I want to specifically talk to the current generation. Are you willing to set up a place for your kids, for the young people around you, where they could be better than you? Let me repeat that question. Are you willing to set up the young people to a place where they can be better than you, empowering them? You know the things that I've said this doesn't mean that we will spoon feed them or we're going to teach them how to be lazy no in fact in the de- in the life of David hindi rin yun yung niya. because you will see in chapter 28 of first chronicles um hindi ko na po nilagay dyan, no? sa screen yung verse but David actually challenged Solomon to be a man to make sure to follow God to make sure, to take this thing seriously, yung mga instructions na sinasabi niya. So hindi niya lang basta in-spoon feed si David, o oh, basta, ayan na, si Solomon rather. But he actually posed the challenge to him. So, let's ask God. Lord, what do you want me to do for the next generation? Ano yung gusto mong ipagawa sakin for the younger ones? I remember Pastor Dennis, during one of our leaders' huddle, he said this, you know, don't stress out yung mga sarili natin sa mga bagay na hindi naman pinapagawa sa atin ni Lord. Minsan kasi na feel natin we're inadequate or we're worthless kasi eto lang yung kaya kong ibigay. Or eto lang yung nagagawa ko for my kids or for the next generation. You know, you ask yourself, ano bang pinapagawa yun ni Lord? Maybe kaya ka-stressed out, iniisip mo, ito dapat yung mabibigay ko, ito dapat yung ginagawa ko, pero hindi naman pala yun, yung pinapagawa sa atin ni Lord. So let's ask God. And you know what? I believe, as we hear from the Lord, as we listen to Him, yung mga sasabihin niya, there's wisdom to it. Not only that, but He will give peace and joy in our hearts. And I am sure of this, whatever it is that the Lord will tell you to do for the next generation, hindi yon para sa ikakasama ng young people. Believe, listen to the Lord, seek Him. So how did Solomon respond to this? You know, he did not respond as if he is entitled or ungrateful or greedy. no. In fact, in the scripture, we can see that Solomon was able to finish the temple. He stewarded what his father prepared for him and also the calling of God for him to be the king. Solomon received his father's instructions. He had an encounter with the Lord. He saw the Lord's faithfulness to his father. That's how he responded. He was so grateful for it. You know, sometimes talking about empowering others or being empowered for the young people, the younger generation, means we are uncomfortable or sometimes we are offended when the current generation is trying to empower us. What do I mean by that? Sometimes, it can come across na they are controlling us or manipulating us. Now, let me just say this. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. Sure, may mga pagkakataon na may ganun. But also, it's not always true. When the young or when the current generation are empowering us. I want to go back with what Pastor Joe and this really struck me and has enlightened my heart when I heard this from him last week. He said, talking to the current generation, he said this, Our issues with the next generation reveals more about our issues than theirs. Wow. And maybe for the younger generation, yes, that's true. (laughs) But Let me say this as well. Younger ones, in the same way, our issues towards the current generation or the older generation also reveals our own issues. So ano ibig sabihin noon? All of us have issues. And again, I want to emphasize this again and again, that's why we all need Jesus. In other words, we have to stop doing the blame game or the cancel culture between generations because all of us have flaws. All of us have sinful hearts. All of us, we need Jesus Christ because only Jesus Christ can truly save us and transform our hearts. Are we humble enough to joyfully, passionately, and willingly empower the next generation? To the next generation, are we humble enough to be empowered by the generation before us zig ziglar said this humility will open more doors than arrogance ever will multi-generations need each other to empower one another to the purposes that god has set before us and that and this leads me to my next point thirdly it takes humility to admit that you i are wrong it takes humility to admit that we commit mistakes or that we are wrong. You know, I have, as I've said earlier, we all have issues, flaws, and mistakes. And that's why cancel culture or blame game, it will make it impossible for a thriving multi-generational relationship to happen. David, we're talking about David and Solomon. David, as we all know, was a man after God's own heart. But he himself was not perfect. He himself was not exempted to uh, temptations or to sins. In fact, he actually gave in to his flesh and committed murder. We know that story. And he had to face the painful rebuke from the prophet Nathan and consequences for his actions. But by the grace of God, by his grace, he was humbled by the Lord and ask for his forgiveness. We can actually see that in 2 Samuel chapter 12, where, where David admitted his sin before Nathan and said, you know what? I have sinned against the Lord. Solomon, on the other hand, we see we can see it here. He started well. He was leading well. He was worshiping the Lord. He was following the ways of his father, David. But also in his lifetime, at the end of his life, he had many wives, concubines. And worse is this, he worshipped other gods, offered sacrifices to other gods. But later on his life, by God's grace as well, he still declared to fear God and follow his commandments. You can find that in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Solomon had it in all, had everything but in all ways, in so many ways, he also failed. But he found restoration in the arms of God. You know, I want to, all of us to do this right now. I want all of us to imagine our relationships. Whether you're the current generation or the next generation. I want to, all of us to imagine. If we are humbled by God, accept our differences work together, and if we are humbled by God to rejoice with each other's success and giftings, and if we are humbled by God to ask for forgiveness and receive forgiveness for the wrong things that we have done or other generations have done, what would multi-generational relationships look like? What can you imagine right now? You know, for me, what I see is this. I see reconciliation happening. As I was preparing this preaching, I felt that God wants to minister to all of us about this area in our lives. He wants to actually bring reconciliation. You know, how can we do that? I have three things here that I want all of us to encourage, and we're gonna do this later on as we pray. But let me just say this. Number one is this: repent of our own ways. Dito mo tayo sa sarili natin. What are those things that we have done in the past, or ba kahapon lang yan, or kanina lang yan, that have hurt other generations around us, that have dishonored the generations? What are those things? If you can be more specific then that's better. Second is this, repent in behalf of your generation. Hindi mo na kailangan lumayo. There's a lot of news about it. You know, um, there's uh, history kung paano nagkaroon ng ganito, Right? Or kaya pala nangyari to is because of this generation allowing it or supporting it. Repent in behalf of your generation. Lastly, we cannot do this apart from the Holy Spirit. We have to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, bring that humility in my heart, so that as a church, as a child of God, I could bridge the gap, so that I could be personally. Sana po tayo mismo personally, no, yung hindi yung nagtuturo tayo. Personally, us, all of us, that we will be ambassadors of reconciliation, not division. Right. I want to end with this. We're talking about humility. Psalm 25, verse 9. I want to read this. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. For the past few months, it has been a very humbling experience, at least for me personally, and I believe for all of us, or if not most of us, Yung nag lockdown, the ng pandemic. And then, of course, uh, domino effect na affected our business, affected our family, affected the people that we love. It has been a very humbling experience. It's as if God is stripping off things in our lives that we thought are the most important things. And then, in this lockdown, we realize, ah, okay, hindi pala yun ganun ka kaimportante. Ay, okay. Ito pala yung dapat ko we embrace in my life. Ay, okay, may mas importante papala. And you know what? I want to say this. I pray that all of us, as we take this time to meditate on that, as we take this time, even a time of solitude before the Lord, I pray that in our hearts we will see that it's only Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the most important person in our lives. And we will be able to realize. That Jesus Christ's purposes and His ways, His word, will be the very things that we will uh, put our, uh, that we will apply into our lives to live by. And of course, that includes constantly reaching the next generation and fighting for a thriving, multi-generational generational Relationship. Can I ask everyone right now to bow down their heads and let's take this time to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word for us. Truly, it's very humbling to know even, Lord, for this moment that you are giving us this word. You are making us realize how good you are, not just in our generation but in all generations. Lord, I pray, Lord God, we want to do this right now, Lord, just like what I've said earlier. I want to give you a time right now, a few seconds to repent of your own ways. Let's do this right now. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. For we ourselves are not exempted, Lord. We also have committed mistakes. We have also, maybe some of us have cursed other generations, or we have bitterness, or we have already closed our hearts. Father, I pray that you will soften our hearts. We ask for forgiveness for being this way. Lord, also we want to take this time to repent in behalf of our generation. Lord, we ask for forgiveness if we have caused division in our communities, in our families, in our nation. Lord, we repent in behalf of our nation if we have allowed things to happen that are not according to your word or are not according to your ways. Father, pray that you would forgive us. Holy Spirit, won't you fill us up right now? We acknowledge that we can never do this alone. We acknowledge that we can never have a thriving, multi-generational relationship apart from you. So Holy Spirit, even right now, fill us our hearts. And may we see and experience more of you. In Jesus' name. I want to pray for another group of people. I want to pray for reconciliation right now. You know, maybe um, that message is for you. You are in a broken relationship um, or a strained relationship with some people around you in your family or your loved ones. I want to pray for that. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, I pray for reconciliation to happen. Humility, Lord, to reign in the hearts of all of us, Lord God. Whether Kami yung may kasalanan or not, it doesn't matter anyway, Lord God. But as you speak to us, if you are telling us something that we need to do, Lord, so be it. And let your will be done. I pray for families, relationships to be reconciled between generations. In the most powerful name of Jesus Christ, we pray and everybody say, Amen and Amen. Again, thank you so much, Church, for joining us this day. And if you guys need prayers, alam ko, meron din sa inyo may mga personal prayers din kayo, you can actually text the message uh, down below or in the screen right now. Or you can send a personal message in our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, also in YouTube. You can comment there and we would love to pray for all of you. So again, thank you so much. If this word has blessed you, you can still share this video, this link to your loved ones, to your friends. And there you go. Thank you so much. And God bless all of us. See you again next week.